Welcome to Game Club, the podcast that's like a book club, but for video games, I'm Dan, the Rainbow Six of Alien Hunters. I'm Catherine, the ineffective commander who has responsibility thrust upon her. And I'm Charles, Slayer of Rookies. Welcome to the real episode 15. This week we played XCOM Enemy Unknown. And uh, this week Catherine returns from her whirlwind vengeance tour after Yakuza killed her cat. She went on a slaying rampage (laughs) through Queensland. How was that, Catherine? It was great. Um, I seriously would, if someone hurt my cat, I would go insane though. Are Are the Yakuza in Queensland? I feel like... The plot yeah. hasn't been thought through. Yeah, you know what? The thing is, they are in Queensland because it's the last place you'd expect them. <laughs> You're not wrong. Charles and I already discussed our Nerd Week and our news. It was actually really exciting and liberating <laughs> uh, to discuss Fine. it without you. No, it wasn't um, as interesting without me. Let's not lie. As discussed, called the main female character in this year or something, whatever the compliment on Twitter was. <laughs> yeah. Now, we did get a bit of feedback saying that you are the best part of the show, which I question <laughs> the validity of that tweet user. So if we get some more tweets about that, that'd be great. Uh, although Although we did, toss Charles, up, I'm happy. we did toss up whether we even wanted to know about your Nerd Week on News, mm. but if you can give us a little bit of an overview before we uh, deep dive uh, into, into XCOM, I'd love to hear it. Um, so Charles and I just went into a Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, 2049. Yep, 2049. Um, no no spoilers, but I, as an impression, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. And that and that speaking as someone that has seen the original Blade Runner maybe 20 times, and I count that and the book as some of my all-time favorites. So yeah. Um, yeah, pretty, you know, I was very, very nervous about it, but I thought it, um, it really lived up to expectations sequel-wise, and I thought Gosling was great. Um, had had a few little problems with it, which I won't go into, but um, overall, excellent film. I think, you know, more people should go out and see it. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I just don't know about Harrison Ford. Is he too old to be making movies still? Uh, I, mean, I just love it. He kind of just turns up places and is like, <laughs> I'm going to take my check, thank you. Yeah, I feel like he's just sort of going through the glory days of, like, his biggest roles, and now yeah. he's coming back. Uh, like when they're sort of sort of rebooting the franchise and he's now the grizzled old guy from the first film yeah uh i feel like they're gonna do an indiana jones of that now well they've done it they did that yeah they already That's did crystal it. skull i mean it I, was I, terrible. I, I was saying to charles like he um in every single one of the films he's been in where he was in it in his prime in like his 30s and 40s and now he's been in it again he's been the dad every single one and like because that's the role that's kind of that that's makes sense for do. you to be there when yeah. you're 70 something like yeah. And also because, especially in, in films, you want the main character to be usually have some kind of lineage to the old main character we yeah. love. And so it's always like, it's not just, hey, here's this new up and comer. Everyone sort of looks for threads of, oh, are they related to them or, or, or whatever? Yeah. And it's a lot easier if you just go, yes, the the, the last protagonist was is their <laughs> father or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But you want to know what my favorite part of Blade Runner was, Dan? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite part was these punks who were ru- who were rustling something like I don't know three or four rows in front of us, and I can only assume, yeah, just like that. It's a direct reenactment. I can only assume they brought an empty garbage bag into the cinema and just wildly, with it. yeah, wildly flapping it everywhere. So Catherine turns to me, and this is after like five minutes of just her passive aggressiving all over the place. She turns yeah. to me and goes is it okay if I go and tell them to stop wrestling? I'm like, yes, Gavin, we all want to see this. So she gets up and like <laughs> crouches a bit. I don't know how that's helping. I don't want to get in the way of people. Yeah, there was no one behind us. And she goes <laughs> and she's like, 
you're being very noisy. Would you please be quiet? And it was it was just amazing. Yeah, it was. My were they were part. they tiny children? Were they? Adults? No, they were they were teens. Oh, <laughs> it was, teens! It was no actually mercy. it was actually absolutely a no person, mercy. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> they were rustling their wheelchair brakes and Catherine got really angry at them. Everyone is always mad at the person that goes and tells people off, right? But they're secretly also happy because someone wants to and everyone just sits there and <laughs> it's like when people don't organise themselves into a queue. There's always someone that has to do it and be that person and that person is me. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone being upset at someone telling someone else to be quiet if there's a legitimate noise threat. Yeah, I was, everyone was totally okay with it. Yeah. Uh, there may have been a smattering of applause. Uh, either way, <laughs> that's what made Blade Runner. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like yeah. from what I heard, I think it made the news because Ryan Gosling <laughs> stepped out of the movie. Over the screen and, just and had sex with me, yeah. Did one of these, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the dream. That's yeah, clapping. <laughs> very while, attractive man. Clapping while um, having sex. Uh, so that was our recent nerd week. And then the other more sh- shameful part of my nerd week, which uh, you guys all know about, is that I'm back on the Everwing wagon. So I'd never heard of Everwing. I don't know what Everwing is. I still don't know what it is. But what I do know is that Catherine sends me group Mm. messages with, like, invites to play it, which is actually the worst thing you can do on Facebook. Yeah. Social media. It is. It's it's like shitting in someone's face. A free dragon. Oh, that's all right. Shit in my face any day. So Everwing's fascinating. So I I don't understand how they make money, and I actually did a little bit of research about it because I was so curious. So it feels like a free-to-play game. Like there's two different types of currency. There's gold and there's trophies. You level things up. You collect dragons. You desperately hope to get, like, the same zodiac sign on your dragons because there's 10% extra damage. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. Like all the classic things that you are really, really used to doing on a classic free-to-play mobile game, and there's no way to pay money. And there was a stage when I actively became angry at the game because it would not let me pay money. In, in the, so it's through Facebook Messenger. So it's one of those games that's um, all through the group stuff. It means it had a lot more focus on playing with your friends and beating your friends' scores and all of, all of that kind of things. But it's not linked through an app store. It's not done through Google Play. It's not done through um, the Apple App Store, any of that. So... I know some users, after going on the Reddit, I've gone deep. After going on the Reddit forums, some users can watch videos. Um, I think it looks like it's about 20% of users they've rolled it out to. So that makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, cool. So you are getting a lot of people watching ads and those ads would make you money. Yeah. But other than that, so the Facebook Messenger, you know, I think the estimate was over like 200 million users of games. So people that have ever had Messenger and clicks like, okay, yeah, I'll play that game. Um, Everwing has 14 million players. You know, it's there's this huge, not underground, but it's this new way of playing games that you don't have to install an app. It's all there in your Messenger app. The friction in terms of, like, installing an app, paying for it, doing all that stuff is very low. But, I like, I don't even know where they're operating out of. Like, does Facebook just subsidise them because they want active games in their Messenger app? Like, I, I just have no idea how they're making money, and I find it fascinating because I would have spent <laughs> happily about $50. <laughs> I would have not, and for how many hours I've put in, I would consider that a good trade. <laughs> I would definitely not call it an underground app, seeing as one of its main things of how do you get some of your currency is sending messages to your friends yeah, with is. pictures of your score and your dragons. Mm. Of Which wasn't and... great, I might add. What was your score, like seven, Kevin? I don't know what that means, but I know it's not high. No, so I'm I'm the second highest ranked. Zach Ooh. has beaten me by eight. We are on four and a half thousand. Wow. It is deep. Like I'm. Yeah. Are you going to beat him? I, I threw my phone away when I didn't beat him last night, so it's fine. 
It's fine. It's, the thing is, it is a really solidly made game. It, I, I'm just fascinated by it in that it feels like a free-to-play, but it has all of the same currency stuff. And honestly, if three months from now they move to a paid model, it would all make a lot more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I just do not get how they are putting out a game that, to be honest, is really fun and playable without letting me pay money for it. Everwing developers, if you're listening, let me pay money for your game. <laughs> as someone who has uh, pumped hundreds, if not thousands of dollars into Facebook ads as part of their day-to-day, uh, I, w- I would say that you know Facebook's probably doing some kind of subsidizing there because yeah. they really want people just keeping their app open. Yeah. They also they also split, if you remember, they split their Facebook app and the Messenger app. Yeah, um, I think this is part of the reason why these games, to have it so separate. Yeah, and, and yep. Facebook wants to keep you in their ecosystem as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- similarly with YouTube, you know, YouTube promotes videos that people open the YouTube app to watch, not necessarily yeah. just watch, but open the app to watch this video because yeah. it's it's the one that brings them in. And, and so this game, Facebook would actively promote this kind of game or even help this kind of game if it's so addictive that mm-hmm. it keeps you opening your messenger app and keeps you in Facebook. Um, yeah. I, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and as you said, they might move to some kind of, well, ads make sense my, to me. Microtransaction or ads, yeah. Dragons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like ads though isn't that big an income for an app, though. Oh, they, um, no, they can be pretty big. Like I know through the breakdown stuff, like it's ad, ads aren't especially if they're a click through where you can buy another game. They're, sure, they're definitely a huge because that's how a lot of the free to play, like oh, the little banner ads down the bottom, yeah. that that can be a huge part of an app's um, general, yeah. Money. Yeah, face, Facebook's conversion pixel technology is pretty insane. Like it can mm-hmm. track you around for a week or more. And if you make a purchase in that seven-day window, for example, like you can target someone who's ready to buy straight yeah. away. It, it's it's kind of crazy. So, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's if honestly I could recommend gaming. <laughs> if I could request just on the podcast in front of all of our um, hundreds of witnesses – if you could just stop sending me those fucking Yeah. Advice. Yeah, you know what? I can't Send make more. that promise yet. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to try it. You can play some Edwin. Yeah, I think I'm going to play some Edwin. I'm going to send down some invites. That's kind of my main motivation yeah. is to send down invites. Spite fights. And it's yeah, fairy, spite look, fights. Look, it's it. fairies. You get to collect dragons and coins and you get to beat your friends. It's it's. I mean, I don't know why I'm pushing Everwing so hard. They're not paying me money, but I love it. <laughs> Maybe they are. The thing is, I'd quit Everwing, and then they invited me to it, and I was like, oh, Everwing. And, I, yeah, I'm an addict. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got some, we've got some yeah. live news, Dan. Ooh. Live exciting Ooh, news. Emma uh, has just beat the second castle on Super Mario on, a, on the SNES Mini Classic. That's Shit. very exciting. Mm-hmm. She's in the other room playing it right now, listening, getting a free little uh, listen of our podcast live. Yeah. Uh, and beating Mario, so because so, we talked so about actual this, gaming happening as we speak. As we speak, yeah, we talked about this last week. She was playing sort of Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario World. As Super Mario World won out as the as the sort of winner in her books at the moment, Looks like it's the favorite. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it you, Mario. is it because you didn't tell her about how Mario treats Yoshi? No, I did. I think <laughs> I told her about the punching, uh, and she still she looked past it. As people do. Yeah, I mean, it's like the up. Weinstein scandal. People look past abuse. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it's like. Yeah, yep, yep. The two are equal. <laughs> yeah, you Hollywood types. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. It's just, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, no one needs yeah. that. 
All right. Well, um, let's dive into the Game Club Game of the Week, shall we? Seems, let's uh, do it. Everyone's been super patient in waiting for us to, to discuss this For the this best game part of the podcast like... to come back, it's fine. You can just say it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I'm glad there's no more Yakuza. So XCOM uh, released in 2012. XCOM... Uh, Enemy Unknown, actually, as a turn-based tactical game developed by Firaxis Games and published by 2K. Uh, it's a reimagined remake of the 1994 cult classic UFO Enemy Unknown and the sort of XCOM series that was around then, uh, set in the near future at the time, which was I looked up 2015, so we're on track to have already had an alien invasion. Well, it looks like that. Yeah. Well, you don't need yep. You haven't, Daniel. Maybe we've just been lied to. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So there's an alien invasion that starts off the game and you're put in charge of an elite multinational paramilitary organization called XCOM that's tasked with defending Earth. Uh, between missions, you get to build your base, research things, create uh, items and gear, maybe recruit new soldiers, level them up. And then the main part of the game is you send down a squad and they have different abilities and they have to sort of tackle the threat that's in the area. And uh, if you lose one of them, they die, they're gone forever. It hurts. Um, <laughs> it does hurt. Um, but while you're down there, you want them to kill and or capture enemies so you can sort of do more research and, and unlock more things. And the game sort of continues as you're juggling these threat levels around the world. And uh, Australia actually gets a, gets, a, gets a scene in this one. Anytime an Australian mission came up, I would go there first. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Good patriotism. <laughs> That's right. How did you guys find... Do you guys have anything to add to that sort of overview of... Uh no, no, I think that's, that's, kind of... that's pretty spot on. I mean, I think, you know, out of the alien stuff, the most unrealistic was all the countries working together. Like... <laughs> yeah, we would turn on each other yeah. so fast. I would, I would be out for myself, like, let alone other Australians, but definitely out for myself. I would try and ally with the aliens against North Korea. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it had this sort of weird mechanic where each of the countries is giving you a bit of funding, but if you build a satellite and launch a satellite to help sort of cover their part of the world, which is not really how satellites work, no. um, <laughs> they would send you more, like they would give you more funding if you hit a certain sort of level. Uh, I didn't get to this stage, but apparently if you let certain countries, if you let the threat level get too high, they pull out of this uh, United Nations yeah, adjacent organization. Japan was not happy with me. Why did you not help Japan? Why we can you... say, Daniel. <laughs> busy. Say. Just busy. Daniel. Racism. A lot of, I, I lost about a troop per mission. I was not a natural Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Japan people. wanted help and I was like, I've only got rookies to send you. Everyone else is injured, Japan. Like, or at least like every mission, four or five of them would be severely wounded. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're an animal. I just, what? I'm not a patient player. <laughs> One of the fun things yeah one of the fun things about this game is your different troops you can rename them change their look customize them and uh, anyone who's been following the the facebook group uh, i sort of renamed all of my soldiers after listeners and uh, and people who've written into the show and um, how many how many kills did did charles soldier get compared to captain soldier tell us dan so charles cash destiny uh <laughs> went on 10 missions became and major porn in his spare time <laughs> he's a big porn mustache um <laughs> he got 26 confirmed kills it's pretty good. um 
Catherine was Catherine Mad Dog Hyphen. That's uh, a great nickname, though. Yeah, it is a good yeah. nickname. Made it to Captain Rank, went on ten missions, and got eleven kills. That is good. Um, I, I she, tell people how to kill. I don't have to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mad dogging. Yeah. Charles yeah. had skills such as like extra conditioning, tactical senses, and so on. Catherine was all about close and personal, rapid fire, run and gun, and just sort of running into the fray. Um, sounds like me. Got injured a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I assume uh, and what's weird about this game is you get obviously your rookies and we talked you touched on it briefly like rookies are sort of the lowest rank it's very easy to lose them so um, easy <laughs> but then once they become a squaddy that's when they get assigned their role so you've got your assault support sniper and heavy um, and I put you both because you both came into my team all these two characters came into my team I named them Catherine and Charles but they were both rookies, so they were like fresh out of the academy together, friends off the, you know, ship or whatever. And then you the both ship. got what yeah. ship? <laughs> is it uh, a naval paramilitary organization, Dan? I don't well, think it is. It's underground. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you both got. I was like, oh, maybe they'll, maybe you know, Excellent just like on the podcast, they'll, they'll, they'll have different strengths and they'll be able to help each other in different ways. And you both became assault. <laughs> we and just so wanted to compete. Just, a rivalry for the rest of the game. Um, this is all reminding me of um, was it was it Sims where Emma made all of us, and then saw what we did according to what she thought our personalities was like were like. Yeah, so <laughs> that is an illness. <laughs> I think but she made a big house with all of us, and uh, at one point, I think uh, a good our good friend Liam was walking around with no clothes, just in his underwear, like dragging a guitar behind him and walking around to people, right. sort of playing the guitar. I'm like, oh, that's that's spot on. I love that guy. <laughs> Um, it, it reminded me a little bit of The Sims in that aspect. Like you really could customize a lot, but The Sims where you got to shoot aliens in the head, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. also where where death was a sort of ever present threat. Um, I mean, Sims. I killed a lot of Sims. So. <laughs> yeah, I really, uh, I really enjoyed the tension between keeping your soldiers alive and accomplishing things. Yeah, because uh, I hate losing people in these kind of games. I like to keep everyone alive, uh, and I get I get really attached to them. So for me to lose even a squatty. Uh, was devastating but at the same time you know you want to get those extra technologies you want to achieve those extra things so and you want to you're lazy so you want the missions to be over quickly so you've run them in you're like yeah she'll be right i mean for for me i i the first time i played i did not have auto save on and then the game crashed three hours in and it it hurt it hurt a lot Like that hurt more than losing me, and I was just like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> I'd be done. Yeah. yeah. So for those for those of you just listening, I'll, I'll sort of describe how it looks. For those of you who watch uh, the game club on YouTube, you can see footage of it. But you've each turn, you've each unit of yours has two action pips or two action points essentially, and one of them can be move, or two of them can be move. Um, and one of those action points can be used to shoot or overwatch or there's other abilities you can unlock. So early on in the missions, it's, it's very common that you'll move them forward. And if you're, if you're impatient, you might dash them forward, which means using both action pips to move. The problem with that is when you get them to their location, that then might reveal some of the map and you might see that there are aliens there waiting for you and you just run into the center of them and now you're out of action points. You can't shoot any of them. You can't reposition. And there's no take backsies. Like you can't take back your movement after you've done it. So um, I dashed every turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah. It did not even occur to me that I wouldn't. 
See, I a lot of missions, I would sort of leapfrog them up, you know, like send them up yeah, into cover, right. cover, yeah. Overwatch, thing. No, cover, I, I, Overwatch, I cover, Overwatch, cover, Overwatch. I didn't even. I saw Overwatch and was like, seems like a sissy's way yeah, to play. Yeah, I probably didn't use Overwatch. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I'm a loser, but I'd use Overwatch. I mean, I could see the appeal of Overwatch. I think I didn't realize that it was reactive. So if you were in Overwatch, then you got a free shot if someone came within. That makes mm-hmm. more sense. Um, but yeah, I, I literally use the two movement turns every time because like the k- slow and careful all running forward together. I'm like, but I want to see where the aliens are. And that's why I lost a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I used Overwatch a lot and it is a lifesaver, especially once you unlock some skills like on your sniper. That's, oh, using Overwatch, you get two, you, you, you know, you can do two shots or something, right? Like you yeah. can, it doesn't trigger just on your first one. Um was really quite useful, especially if you'd put one on Overwatch and then you'd send someone in to flush them out mm. um, and they'd all run and your Overwatch people would, would sort of mow them down as soon as they move out of cover. All this sounds like a much slower game than I wanted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be in, out, killing aliens, and as a result, I lost a lot of people. And there was a stage be- when everyone except two were rookies. <laughs> That's why Japan just didn't get it. Didn't get the help they needed. Japan was not on. Not a fan of my team. <laughs> not a not a fan of your Zap Brannigan no, style no. Of, of combat of play. <laughs> well, I did, and, and to be fair about impatience, this game has some sort of hold things holding it back. Uh, while I, I certainly enjoyed it you can't skip certain animations you can't speed up turns and things like that the the sort of movement animations so it it, it can drag on a little bit in, uh, in some of those battles especially when you know that there's only one enemy left or, or there's probably only one enemy left you have to sort of make your way to them uh i i can totally understand why Catherine ran in like a mad dog Mm. It sounds like classic man dog behavior, really. Um, I was so impressed with how polished it was. So I, you know, this is like one of the great things about Game Club is that this is a game that is completely out of my wheelhouse. I'd seen friends that had played it and thought, yeah, you know, that looks like a game, but this is not one that appeals to me whatsoever. Um, And I actually, you know, I, I was surprised in that I got that little, you know, when you get the bug for a game, like you turn it off and then the next day you wake up and like, maybe I'll just play a few hours of XCOM. Like I, even though it absolutely wasn't my kind of game and wasn't a game I would ever have, you know, bought on Steam off my own bat, I um, I found myself playing more than I needed to for the podcast, let's put it that way, in terms of, like, I, I did really enjoy it. It was really satisfying to do the missions. And, yeah, for a game from 2012, it looks good. Like, mm. I am... Um, I, think, I think what the game does really well is that it really has that one more action or one more turn mm. mentality, like whether you're in combat, you know, one more move might reveal something or get you in a different situation. And then of course the base building aspects, you know, one more little upgrade will open up different things. One more mission, one more satellite scan. It's really, it really gives you a new situation and a new challenge, every little action you take. Uh, And I think that's what it does really well. And that's what draws you in. It gives you the bug as you've said. And every mission's a, a new little, and like I was reading, there was some hint that was like, you know, oh, send your rookies out on like the small UFOs going down versus the big ones that are harder missions. And it was just, okay, so I, I guess over time I'd begin to get that sense because as it was, I would just send out any soldiers on any mission. But like, okay, this is an easy one, so I level up some guys here versus a harder one where I should maybe only send out yeah, experienced mm-hmm. soldiers. Um, I mean, I could I could absolutely see how all of those I guess pathways as I get better and better at the game would have developed. I, I guess it's just kind of, yeah, it's, it's not the kind of game where normally I would put that time into it because um, mm. military games aren't hugely a thing for me. 
Um, yeah, I was doing a lot of that. If not sending all my rookies, like I'd have one person who's pretty well ranked, and then they'd sort of be overlooking a couple of rookies. Yeah, they sort of be out. Yeah, it'd almost be like a training mission kind of thing because you'd want to you'd want to level them up because it's it's all well and good to have say six soldiers who are all max rank, but if they're all injured from one mission, your next mission might come soon enough that they're not recovered yet, and uh, and you get into a all rookie squad scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which often happened. Yeah. What did you? I want to get Catherine's take on the base building because you're a big fan of Fallout Shelter and things like that. I, I am. Look, I liked it. I found it a little bit too restrictive in the sense of like there was like the the core stuff that you couldn't move, like your command center, the you know the whatever the UN equivalent kind of base thing was, and then the stuff that you could kind of build. It was like it was kind of related, but kind of not. Like I don't know if I can build a base, I want to be able to literally go like. I can put mm. everything, your like monitors. I can put engineering so here, yeah. I can put, you know, like it's, as it was, there was the little base building aspect that, you know, you could access through engineering and you go, oh, cool, I can set up my power center in this. And there was little hints of it, but like, if I can do it a bit, I want to be able to do it for every aspect, I guess. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it does it hamstring you. It does hamstring you a bit when it says, oh, okay, you know, these buildings work better adjacent to each other. So you're like, oh. I guess, yeah. well, if I build one, I have to build all of them there. Jason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt my OCD kicking in where I was like, <laughs> well, okay, well, clearly all the power things are going to go on this level then. Like, yeah. I, I would almost like to see another game, which is just XCOM base building. Uh, and all you do is build bases with that's a lot of shelter. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want. But I mean, you know, instead of surviving, you're hunting aliens. Yeah. Through your excellent base building skills. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wanted like the football manager version of this or maybe the um the, the total war tower. version of this mm. where you build Let's the base me. and you, you build the team and you build the squad, but you send them out and those either you just watch the battle or you um the battle sort of auto resolves like in um in total war. So you're doing the best you can to sort of put the best people in there, but ultimately once they go out in the field, there's very little you can do apart from maybe give them some commands or something um, that they may or may not follow. Uh, you know, it's not your direct tactics that's winning the day. It is mm. your, your management level. That would be a completely different game, of course, because <laughs> this is a tactical, tactical cover-based shooting game. Yeah. It reminds me of um, there was a giant Twitter argument a while ago. It was kind of around or Gamergate-y time, like a little bit after. So, like, you know, it, everyone that was a dickhead was out on the internet and um, and it was a female games developer that came out and said that she thought you should be able to have, like, basically, like, a version of, I think it was Bioshock, um, where you could play through without having to shoot any enemies, like, just, or, like, play through without having to play it as a video game and just have it as a narrative experience. And, mm -hmm. you know, basically every, you know, she got attacked online mm -hmm. just relentlessly. And it was just this thing of like, well, no, if we're arguing that games are art and that narratives in games can be really important, it's like if I wanted to experience more of XCOM, I have to get and work my way through the story. I have to start playing quite hard levels I might just want to see the bits that are the narrative bits. Like yeah. I might not want to sink, you know, 40 hours into yeah, into sure. getting the best possible squad up. And what you're describing sounds almost a little bit like that. Like, oh, I'll do some base building. But you know what? The fighting stuff, as long as I've hit a certain minimum, that can just happen automatically. Like, Yeah, like much like taking a shot in XCOM where it, should, it tells you sort of based on cover and all those kind of things, like 70% chance to, to hit – could you have a version where it's, you know, 
80% chance to succeed with this team set up mm. or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a different that. game, but I just think it's, yeah, it's an interesting question because I, I quite liked, you know, the storyline was pretty basic, but I was having fun with it and, you know, I kind of progressed. I have no idea how far I progressed, but, I you know, I, I got to see little hints of character and stuff, but it's like the chances of me getting good enough to get to the end, like I could do it. It's It wasn't that hard of a game for me in terms of outside of my gaming wheelhouse, but, like, God the amount of time for honestly what is just a bit of story. Like I'd almost rather go to YouTube and watch the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, I feel that this game has a pretty robust difficulty setting choice though. Did you end yeah. up playing it just on normal? Or? Uh, I think I either played easy or normal. I, mm. I think um, I might have started on easy and then when it crashed I went to normal because easy did feel a bit easy. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, as we've kind of established, I'm not the most patient person, so the game was um, harder. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also like one extra click to get to easy no fuck that takes yeah. too long <laughs> it's, it's like you know that game to the moon um yeah, that we played like it. that's oh. that's that's a classic one where it looks like a japanese rpg and except for those tiny little mini games it was all story and i, I don't know i think games have moved beyond having to be things that require you to do what we think of classic gaming it can just be stuff where you move around the map and that's still a game mm. like yeah, I I feel with we say watching the the cutscenes and stuff like then you're watching a movie though you're you're not yeah playing or, game. or even watching it let's play like I, I there have been you know um when Josh was playing through Stardew Valley I felt like I'd played that game I had just sat and watched him play like I'd be reading and he'd be playing it on the background it's like well in every way that matters I've played the game in a, in a lot of ways like. I don't feel like I could play that now without feeling like I'd done it before in a strange mm. way. I think we're going to see a lot more of these with VR becoming bigger. Mm. Um, we're going to see more story experiences that you interact with through VR that are less yeah. games and more story. But we will call them games because we have no other meaning for it. Or interactive movies. I don't know. Interactive narrative is one of the mm, modern terms nice. at the moment. Yeah, right. but it's it's way too cumbersome to say. Well, it's, it's effectively <laughs> it's choose your own v- adventure VR style in terms of no one says that those books are games. Mm. They're just books where you can choose your own adventure. And I think VR will get to a similar point in terms of they're not games but you can still have interactability in it oh um, then they can re-release the the goosebumps choose your own adventures as oh, they totally would and yeah. the animorphs choose your own adventures as vr experiences i'm i'm on board you're pumped yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, really- I loved the art in this though i thought it was really great the aliens were fun mm. yeah yeah, what do you think of the different character, the, the sort of different alien designs? Because you got your, your typical greys, and then your sort of skinny, sneaky ones that thin man, yeah, thin man. Was it you that said, Catherine, that it's very Buffy esque? Those ones, yeah. There's there's um a Buffy episode called Hush that has kind of these long skeletal. Uh, they're kind of modelled off um, plague doctors in um 19th century England, I think, but um long skeletal guys in in um in suits with kind of quite long hands and legs, and and they looked very similar. Yeah, um, in a really cool way, I really liked of, it. Yeah, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan good. of the greys. Uh, too standard. Yeah, too standard. Too too UFO. But I guess that's the point. I mean, that's what they're doing on purpose. But eh, it wasn't for me. The aliens didn't inspire me. Mm. I didn't want to hunt them. I felt a little bad. I hunt them. I heard something else. <laughs> it's like what I hunt them. <laughs> I did want to do. That. Hey, don't yuck his yum. That's, if that's how he wants to enjoy his interactive uh, yeah, narrative I won't, I won't experience. I shame. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. I didn't want to kill them. I wanted to do other things. So. It was interesting, and they sort of they sort of touch on it right at the end of the story. So I'm not sure if you want 
me to, to get into spoiler we'll territory. Never get to that. We'll never get there, Dan. Hit us. <laughs> so in the last, and this is a spoiler warning for anyone uh, listening at home who hasn't played uh, to this game uh, and, and, and doesn't want to hear it. In the last sort of mission of the game, uh, in the last couple of missions, you have to get work out which of your characters are psionic and then you have to build a special psionic suit. Mine was uh, Fatumsh, based off one of the D&D characters uh, that um, James is playing. And you go onto the big mothership, you know, Independence Day style, and uh, you have to sort of fight through these different rooms. And at each room, you have to fight sort of the tiers of aliens as you encountered them, um, you know, throughout the game. So it start off with the greys, and then you get the Slenderman. That's and cool. Then- and then it sort of builds up again and there's a voiceover through this psionic connection, I guess, telling the character like these were our first experiments with, you know, psionic energy. They have some, then it's like, oh, the Slender Men, they do a different thing. And like the Brutes have no psionic energy, but they're, they're useful for whatever reason. The crazy um, chitinous, you know, slashy things that were annoying, you know, they were just mindless, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the last mission and they're like, you are the, you know, humans, your psionic, your psionic power is, is greater than ours. And you're the final experiment. You're our final Mm -hmm. experiment. You're going to, you're going to be able to access, get allow us to access the higher plane and become gods or something like that. Um, And then you destroy them and um, (laughs) super duper spoilers. The, um, (laughs) the, the mothership is going to create a black hole, but you know, everyone bails except the guy, except for the soldier who has the super mind training. They stay behind to pilot the ship away or whatever, and you know, save the earth from, from exploding. And, um, but yeah, it was, I guess like that was how they linked them all together. Cause a lot of the styles yeah, of the cool. aliens yeah, they were are very different. different. They're yeah. all touching on different sort of alien tropes, but though from sort of different genres almost, right. You had your bug yeah. one that was, could just cut you open you had your robots you had um your, your big brutish ones in the in the power armor and you had your, your grays you know running around yeah. um and then i mean they just kind wanted of to, to have different kinds of aliens and absolutely, make it make sense, absolutely. Really. <laughs> um, so the uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Because you touched on you didn't like the the greys as much. Was there a particular enemy you sort of hated to come up against or that you really liked the style of, something like that? All of them. I mean, <laughs> as I say, <laughs> like, just it, wasn't, the worst. it wasn't an easy game for me. <laughs> no, like the thing is I could see all the things where I could be more patient and then did not make that choice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in general, it just, I, the one thing I probably would have liked a bit more of was I felt like there was quite a high, uh, difficulty curve and it's not that I want things made easy for me, but I like them explained. Like, I, I don't want it to be like, oh, start researching this. And you haven't been given any background about, about what that thing even does. Mm. Um, so I felt like it kind of dropped me in the base a little bit, but I guess to a certain extent, it'll, all games are that. I just really like a very clear tutorial that teaches me every bit of it. I only have to be taught it once, but I, I like a very clear, clear. This is how you do this. This is why you do this. Yeah. Yeah. Charles. Uh, no, no, I didn't have any issues with them. Uh, I used really good cover-based tactics, so didn't find it too I'm rolling difficult. Rolling my eyes, listeners, you cannot <laughs> see, but I'm rolling my eyes. Didn't find it too difficult at all. None of them, none of them really bothered me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a pretty good. Would you would you recommend this as a game? Mm. I mean, Kevin, this is well outside your genre. 
but would yeah, you still look, as I, as I said, it, it did give me that little, the bug that a game, a good game that I'm enjoying gives me, which is the classic, yeah, you wake up and you're like, maybe I'll just play a bit more XCOM. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I would say if you like tactical games, if you like turn-based games, it's and you like kind of military-ish type ones, it's a definite yes. I like I'm still considering playing more, which for me is a big is a big recommendation. Like I'm like, oh, I would like to finish that storyline and finish that mission through. Um, which yeah, for me means even though it's very outside of my genre, I, I still did really enjoy it. And that said I probably wouldn't rush out and buy XCOM two. Mm. Mm. Yeah, look yeah. For me, it didn't do anything interesting in gaming, I guess, that took me to a place that that I was challenged or wanted more of. So, I mean, you know, look, for what it is, it's a polished game that gives you a, you know, a bit of a thrill where you get to run and gun with some dudes against some aliens. Um, what was it, you know, inspirational or innovative? Not really. Uh, I'd be happy to skip it. Just a bit pricey. Uh, I got mine, you know, from the, some dodgy G2A or GOG or something with a G in it website. So it was like six bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy like, to pay that. Like NFG or something, something yeah. crazy, <laughs> That's you it. know, untrustworthy. Something corrupt and dodgy, no doubt being, you know, taken advantage of by credit card stealers in Russia. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do, Dan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fair enough. Well, um, I yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it as a fun like at least have a look at it, see if it's if it's your kind of game. If you like that kind of tactical shooter or yeah. tactical turn-based shooter, this is probably a, a fun one to jump into. Probably the best one. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you're a big fan of like Shadowrun and those kind of games uh, and, and the style of them, uh, this one you really should give it a shot, especially on Iron Man mode if that's your kind of jam, uh, as it as it provides a lot of you really get invested in your characters and especially in Iron Man mode, you know, losing them it would be tough. What, what is the difference between Iron Man mode and non-Iron Man mode? Iron Man know. mode saves with your autosaves, um, and then yeah. you can never load not your most recent save. Savage. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds, sounds legit. I mean, it's like it's the, the games where it's, you know, they want you to... I was complaining about this the other day. Games where you get an achievement for going through the complete game without dying once. I'm like, the thing is, there are people that then try and do that, and that is an illness. Like, that is not okay. It's not a healthy way of playing games. Like, you just know that someone, someone's trying to go through all of Cuphead without dying once, and it's like, ugh, like I'm sure they'll do it, but, like, at what cost? <laughs> yeah, there's actually, a, there's actually, I think, an achievement or a mode that gets unlocked in Cuphead if you beat the game without firing a shot. How does that even work? Yeah, you get like a black and white mode. I'm not really sure if it's a great How reward. do you not fire a shot? I don't understand that. Definitely worth it. Time to invest thousands of hours. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's the, the, there's YouTube channels out there. Of, uh, I think there's a game completionist who's yeah, not just beating yeah. the game. And, it's and like getting every single Korok seed yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is the thing. Like I get speed runs. I, I guess I put it... I put speedrunners in a different category to just people that are like, oh, achievements, I should try and get them all. And it's like, yeah, but that achievement will break you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, so wrap it up there for our XCOM discussion. Thank There's you. There's no for- quiz. <gasps> Hold on. Oh, that's no. the next section. Because <gasps> oh, Catherine and I, I was, are, are recording in the same room. So I feel the extra level of competitiveness will come out. It will. <laughs> um, and by extra level competitiveness, do you mean that Charles, you prepared the quiz this week? Guess not. Guess not. Oh. Catherine wins. Oh, wait, yeah, I was meant to prepare a quiz. Oh. Catherine wins by default. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to prepare a quiz.
Game Club quiz. Nice. Yeah. All right. We've been practicing that all day. Yeah, all day. Nice. In the Mostly cinema. Mostly in Blade yeah. People were hushing I you in the, the cinema. I was the rustler. People came out. like, that's the twist. Yeah. Memento style. I was the person rustling with that. I'm the one who rustles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, first question. Uh, and we're going to go, we're going to trade off until one of you fails, I oh guess. Oh, God, so immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's going to be one point for each correct answer. Um, I prefer six points. Yeah, I prefer five. <laughs> uh, we'll go with one. Charles, <laughs> we'll start with you. Uh, what are the ranks that your soldiers can get in XCOM? I'm going to fail because Chris. Ooh, all right. So, so we'll do one each until um, till we're out of them. Yep. Okay, uh, he's in squatty. There. Is it my turn now? Yep. Yep. I'm trying to think what it jumps to. Lieutenant? No, it doesn't jump straight to lieutenant. You don't. It doesn't that. have to be in order. But um, oh, doesn't it? Oh, okay, captain. Major. Hold on. <laughs> Sergeant. Yep. Corporal. <sighs> yeah, there's uh, one more. Ooh, does it go? Oh, does it go above major? I'm thinking. You can pass and see if Catherine will fail. <laughs> But you guys are on equal scores currently. Right. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab and say Lieutenant Colonel. I wanna I wanna get something as well though, before you say if it's right or wrong. Okay. What do you get what are you guessing? Uh, like there was something commander. I was gonna say commander. Did we say commander already? That's a navy term. Charles got close. It is Colonel. It's just full Colonel. That's stupid. You don't jump from Major straight to full Colonel. I'm just putting that out there. The game's wrong. (laughs) Uh, It is Squatty, Corporal, Sergeant, Lieutenant, which I gave to Catherine as Lieutenant, uh, Captain, Major, and Colonel. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's their mistake. (laughs) Yeah. But we're equal. So I'm basically in the military. Please admit that, everyone. Three points each. Um, In the movie Starship Troopers... What is the home planet of the Arachnids? Starts with K. Um, I'm just going to make something up. Kressel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to say Cryodil. It is Clendathu. Ooh, we were so close. close. <laughs> we were not close. <laughs> All right. Uh, going back to XCOM, uh, we're going to do the same sort of thing again we did with squad points, but it's going to be based on the enemies uh so we're gonna trade off Catherine. you get to go first this time give me names of the enemies in XCOM: enemy unknown uh brutes i was not paying attention to their names yeah, well, right. um well that's that's wrong um said, didn't we say brutes? amazing we called them brutes as a shorthand but they are not yes. brutes so I just I, I now have free reign, right? I can just get well, free reign. You get one, and then I get one. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, were they called uh, Greys? No. <laughs> Thin Man. Thin Man is one. Uh, I was going to call him Skinny Man. So I guess I wouldn't have got that either. Um, did we call the brutes mm, Armored Hulk Giants? Nope. Catherine. No. Um. I mean, first, first to five, I guess. This might be a bit higher, Dan. Or oh, first to three, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the 
sorry, something distracted me off my computer. Um, I mean, they're not the greys. I dissected one. <laughs> dissected plenty. What was the energy one? No. I no. think we've given up, Dan. Yeah, let's, let's, we didn't really, we just shot them. Yeah, they were meant to die. I would have accepted the sectoid, which no, was the greys. No, no, Thin man, the outsider, which is the one made of energy, the floater, yeah. and the heavy floater. Well, that's stupid. The flo- I mean, also, the floater was clearly not made by an Australian. It's a floater. It's a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that. Damn it, I should have had that one. It's like the, the floaters, food. and I'm like, we are all floaters. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Uh, the chrysalid and the chrysalid can create zombies, so I would have accepted. Oh wait, of those. wait! I'm going to give you an answer right now. Humans, they're the true aliens. <laughs> true I get an extra point. I get no, an extra no. point. Oh. Uh, I would have also accepted cyberdisc, drone, muton, berserker, elite, sectopod, ethereal, and uber ethereal. Well, and humans. That's a lot of things. And maybe humans. I mean, on the off chance, I could have thrown any word out and I would have been able to get it. So, joke's on me, I guess. So, looking at the scores, Catherine is on four. <laughs> Charles is on three. It's a high-scoring game, Dan. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's high stakes. This is like um, the, the space one where you guys thought the speed of light was days away. I've told people about that and they think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like science students. I told, yeah. I told Josh and he was like, like eight minutes, right? I'm like, guess how many days they get? So like, days? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Uh, I'm going to name... I mean, this is just going to be shouted out, and it's it's going to be multiple. Sh- it's essentially one. You have a one in four chance of getting this correct. Um, oh. I'm going to name a ability name, and uh, if you can name the correct class that that ability belongs to, uh, you will get. Okay. I'm going to say two points. Nice. All right. Uh, lightning reflexes. Assault. Yes, Charles. What? In the zone. Sniper. Oh, Charles again. I'm just too, I'm just too slow because Charles says it and I'm well, he said it now. <laughs> I have. It's a race. I'd be able to say it if you said it first too. No. At least you're in the same room, so there's no <clears throat> there's no difference. There's no yeah, delay. No, I think there's like <laughs> Sentinel. Heavy. Assault. Uh, neither assault nor heavy. Captain. <laughs> What's the other one? Scout? Oh, wait, support, support. Support. Catherine, with support. I'm going to give you one point because you... Yeah, good. What? You chose... Wait, all the others only had had one point, right? No, others had two. Because you got a first try, it gets two points. What? Yes. Damn good ground. Heavy. Nope. Sniper. Yeah, Charles with one point. This game is rigged. (laughs) Suppression. Heavy. Support. Charles with two points. Just gonna I don't like that this game again. is just... <laughs> I was who doing well y- and then this section. Mm. Who can yell the fastest? Yep. Yeah, I don't like That's it. what I do. I yell right. quick. And we'll do one more of these. I've already picked my class. <laughs> <laughs> is it like rock, paper, scissors where you just throw out? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Killer instinct. Assault. Assault. Oh. I said oh. that first. I said it first. Bullshit. It was equal. One point each. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I got it first. Daniel, support me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. The recording will show Catherine said it first. <laughs> but did she say it louder? That's the question. That's not the question. Yeah, Come on, give it to me. He, he got a lot. I get two. Just give me two, Dan. I'll let her have one. Uh, will you, Catherine, one? Yes. 
All right, so <laughs> final scores. Um, let's uh, let's count them up here. That so. quiz was rigged. <laughs> like it was all it was it's all. Gonna take a while to uh, count up all my points there, Dan. You didn't know what Frank's things were. Uh, so Catherine was on wrong. seven. Uh, in the end, Charles is on eleven. Probably ten. I've got him on ten. Nice. Hey, not not too far apart. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm satisfied of my victory so good last minute quizzing uh thanks hopefully you did a lot better at home than they did uh hastily thrown together but still because charles actually no can he lose points because he didn't i'll give up two points (laughs) (laughs) cool all right well let's go into um what we sort of failed to touch on which was uh is there any games you would recommend uh that are either similar to this or, or, or um, similar to XCOM Enemy Unknown or in that same sort of vein that you say, like, oh, you know, play this instead or if you like this, play this. Uh, I'm going to recommend, because I'm playing it right now and it's much more entertaining and also turn-based, uh, which is Total War oh Warhammer 2. <laughs> Hammer returns. <laughs> Hammer your face. Yep, the hammering 2. Because uh, it's really good and it's turn based, and you got your little, like your overarching thing, and you get your little cutscenes when your battles are, and it's great. You should play it. Kevin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hugely have any game recommendations for this because it's so far outside of my normal kind of spectrum of games. So I, I, could, I mean, I could look up similar ones, but in terms of ones I've personally played, um, no. I will recommend X, uh, Everwing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to recommend it. recommendations from Catherine and Charles. <laughs> I, um, I'd recommend this for, for say, Catherine as well. Uh, Mario and Rabbids, uh, Mushroom Kingdom Battles. This is essentially XCOM, but with Mario and Rabbids characters. I would play that. <laughs> and it is a much simplified version. So instead of having, say, 70% chance to hit, your chances to hit can only be 0, 50, or 100. Right. Yeah. Um, you can still get stuff like being on higher ground does more damage and the same kind of enemy types like there's big guys. If you hit them, they move towards you. If they get to you, they'll hit you uh, for a lot of damage. That's all still there and sort of extra abilities and Overwatch has an, a special ability that's on a cooldown as opposed to something that you should be using every turn, Catherine. Um, it, it's a fun little game and the humor is, uh, is is there. I'm having a lot of fun playing that on Switch. It's like we were, baby's uh, first XCOM. We're, yeah, we're in EB today and I was telling Catherine how I'm morally opposed to that game. Yeah. So that's what I think of that, Dan. That's fair. It is, it is upsetting in that game that you have to have Mario in your team of three and you have to have at least one Rabbids character in your team. You can't just go, no, I'm going to have Mario, Luigi, and Peach. You have to have a Rabbids character in there. I assume it's some sort of contract deal. Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> Almost definitely. Yeah. Um, so that wraps us up for this week on Game Club. Uh, I just want to uh, do a bit of pay to win section here and spruik the fact that I'm part of a gaming marathon charity coming up. Very next exciting. Month. I can't wait to see you suffer. That's right. So we're, uh, I'm going to be playing games with some other friends uh, for 24 hours straight. Um, we're going to be streaming some of that experience or at least providing updates. And we're raising money for MS Australia, so multiple sclerosis um, research. And if you head to the website, nonfictiongaming.com, the, the big story on the front page there is um, – details on the charity fundraising and links on how you can donate so i'd if you're listening to this i'd love if you uh went over there and considered donating that'd be really lovely of you uh do you guys have anything to plug any uh selling out you want to do before we sign off this week (laughs) Mm, not for me i I unfortunately won't be at pax this year as i will be traveling 
Um, I'll be going to Austin Film Festival and then on to LA. So I hope you guys have an amazing time there without me. We will. We're going to do some live PAX coverage. And, right. and congrats on um, running the D&D group again in the Diversity Lounge again, Dan. I saw that you were doing that again. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to toot my own horn, but I will. Thanks for setting me up. <laughs> uh, I will be running, dun- uh, teaching Dungeons & Dragons in the Diversity Lounge at PAX uh, on the Friday and the Saturday afternoon. Um, they said I was really good at it last year, so they asked me back. So that was really lovely. Good back. It's an excellent, an excellent little part of PAX. It's one of my favorite rooms to kind of go and chill out yeah. in because I think it's a really lovely, safe and welcoming space. And that's and we need more of that. I mean, yeah. all of PAX is supposed is certainly that, but uh, that that's probably yeah, even it's more a, so. It's one of the one of those things where they really listened to what people kind of said that they might like more of and really responded. So, yay, good work, PAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you if you're there if you're at PAX in the afternoon Friday Saturday uh, between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. I'll be uh, in the diversity lounge come say hi uh, but there's also a couple of really good panels uh, during those times so <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be too upset if you went to those because uh, you know I'm I'm a bit shattered that I'm missing out on those as well um, and uh, make sure you like us on Twitter do people like stuff on Twitter Facebook all they the do. things my most yeah. liked tweets are about the Bachelorette so. <laughs> Charles's most liked tweets are non-existent, as I don't believe he tweets. If you want to tweet abuse at Charles, the best place to do it is on Twitter because he won't read it. I'll never see it. You can just just (laughs) rag off on me and I'll never know. And you should look up the Game Club podcast on uh, Facebook groups. We've got a a group there you can join uh, and we've got sort of photos of the games we've been playing. We post uh, videos and things like that there too. Abuse Um, at each other mostly. Yeah. So we'd love you to take part in that conversation sans abuse like no abuse (laughs) though um that'd be great um thanks for coming back Catherine, from your uh well you know your meditation up in mount kilimanjaro Mm -hmm. yakuza revenge trip (laughs) that's right um the most important thing i want to know is what are we playing next week on game club Ooh, that is the question i think we're going to look at a snes game uh to celebrate my snes mini classic hunt uh and i think we'll play Let's go Yoshi. I was about to say, let's do Yoshi. Let's, let's Yoshi not it. punch him in the head. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> so do you mean Super Mario World that Emma is currently playing where you can ride Yoshi or the one with Yoshi and baby Mario? No, I think it's just the, the, the Yoshi. Is it? Well, hang on. I mean, I, I really want to play Yoshi's Island. I believe that's the one sure I Yoshi's play. Island is on SNES Mini Classic, isn't it? You're the I one. cannot tell you. Yeah. Well, yeah, if that's the one yeah. you want to play, Yoshi's Island is technically Super Mario World 2. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah we'll, I want to we'll play, play that. Let's do that. Yeah, we'll play that. Cute. All right. Done. Yeah. done. Cool. Uh, and that's it from us. We're going to be back in two weeks' time, um, maybe, uh, <laughs> depending on Catherine's Revenge <laughs> boner. And uh, we're going to talk about Yoshi's Island and we'll be back for well, in two weeks time we'll definitely be back for PAX so we're going to be talking then and uh, we'd love to hear from you bye bye bye